Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Movies with G-Rose. Welcome back. Um, I hope you enjoyed last last episode where I talked about everything coming out in 2021 from here until the end of the year. Uh, this episode I recorded a few days ago with my friend Jimmy and we are going to discuss the films in the Conjuring universe. Um, we are going to spoil a fair amount of stuff that goes on in these movies, but in all honesty, that's not why you go to see them. Um, if you are listening on Spotify or Apple podcasts, there's a link in the description for the video form. This is actually going to be a video call in from my guest, Jimmy, for the first time. And conversely, if you're watching the video version and you want to switch to audio, there will be a link in the description for that as well. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and let's get on into it. So, uh, this isn't live. We can cut anything we need to. Um, Everything you say. Yeah, I'll just mute my audio track in post. You're not even ready for this, dude. Nice. Can you read that? Wow. Oh my god. You're you were right. I was not ready for it. <laughs> Natalie got that for me for Christmas. That's crazy. They named their glass brands after the me. Same dude. thing as your podcast, dude. Yeah, pure coincidence actually. You should sue them, dude. Alright, shot time. Alright. Here's brother. Oh. Ah. Hey Jimmy. This is uh Giros, f- what's up? This is our first uh this is the first video uh call podcast I've ever done. Anyone that's ever called in before this has just been the voice call. So the first video. Well, welcome to Movies with Giros. Um I always like to kick off the podcast by asking um besides the movies we're talking about tonight, uh what is like a movie that you've seen recently that stuck out to you doesn't have to be a new movie just anything oh dude because the only movies that i've watched recently are the the conjuring series i know you watched like four. Um, oh, you know what no you know what you know what i watched i watched godzilla versus kong oh yeah that's pretty good uh, that stuck out to me because there's a i for those unfamiliar there's a, a big monkey yeah his name's king kong and there's a big lizard his name's Godzilla, and they not friends. They they fight each other. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Mecha Godzilla was pretty pretty fun. crazy. Not not recommended for um children under four. Okay, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, I also like to ask my guests, um, when when did you kind of like have you always been interested in watching movies? Like, did you grow up watching movies? Like, how did you kind of get into, like... Because for some people, it's more of a hobby, obviously. Yeah, I mean, that's why, like, I do the podcast. It's more of a hobby for me. Do you think it's a hobby for you, and when did it kind of become a hobby for you? So I've always prided myself on on being pretentious. Um, Mm -hmm. So I always at least pretended to be into movies. But the moment when I actually started to know what I was talking about was... um, at some point while I was taking uh, my film as literature class in high school, yeah, and uh, teacher was Mr. Casburn, and he was a uh, he led the theater department and everything, and he was he was great. Yeah, he um, watched movies in class 
Um, Real son of a bitch. Really, yeah. Real dirty motherfucker. Yeah, real piece and of no work. And no eyebrows. Real piece of work, that guy. Real piece of work. Um, yeah, no, but for real, great, great dude, great teacher. Uh, but I wasn't kidding about the no eyebrows thing. He shaved them off. That's nice. I, I had a high school teacher that wore the same outfit every single day. <laughs> what? Yeah, and he had earrings, so. What was the outfit? Um, Blue jeans, black shoes, black t-shirt, black blazer. He wore a oh. black t-shirt with a black blazer over it. And then he had short spiked hair and earrings, and he taught the speech uh, class. You know, classic, classic yeah. look. And I remember one day in class, I asked him, does your closet look like those characters in cartoons when they open their closet? And all of the, it's just a bunch of the same, it's like 20 of the same outfit. And he, <laughs> yeah, he didn't love that question, actually. Um, <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good class, though. Um, so we're obviously talking about the Conjuring universe. Um, last night, I rewatched the conjuring 2 because i literally hadn't seen it since it was out in theaters i saw it one time in theaters and then uh and then i watched annabelle 3 and other than that i'm all caught up and pretty recent and i know you just watched four of them i watched three that i hadn't seen before and one that i thought i hadn't seen before but i actually did right Okay. Took me a few minutes to realize I already saw it, but at that point I was locked in and I just yeah. watched the whole thing. I, w- I won't get ahead of myself, but that one's not, I didn't think it was too bad, but um, I would love to approach this by your tier list um, and we can kind of go from there. All right. Do you think we should start with number one or I w- number I, seven? I would say we start with your favorite first. I agree. And we go from from there. I think it would be pretty hard to disagree that the first Conjuring is is easily the best of the series. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. I feel like there's no question on that, right? Yeah, that's fair. Um, Yeah, you know, so the movie's directed by James Wan, and I'm definitely going to get into him more because he has such, he's such an interesting director because like, he did the first saw movie which was good he did he did the conjuring and a lot of the other movies in this series he's at least a producer on and he also does the insidious movies or at least like so and and i definitely think as the series goes on the line is blurred a little bit more between like conjuring and insidious and i hate the insidious franchise um yeah i'm I think the first half of Insidious is like really, really, really good, um, and then as soon as they start showing like the demons, it gets demon, really bad. The demon universe. Yeah, the and and that's a common thread that we're gonna talk about in here. But I don't like the demon battles. It's like my least. We favorite want part. to. Uh, oh, of the Conjuring movies. Of of all these movies, I I don't like you know demon what? battles. And, um, I don't know. Do we want to get into that right now? Cause, uh, well, we could talk about the Conjuring. I mean, yeah. what did, what did what do you think about the Conjuring? The um, first, one? I love it. It is maybe my favorite horror movie of all time, actually. Wow. Um, so, you know, I it was the first horror movie I saw in theaters. I was probably I was whatever age in high school when it came out. When did it come out? Twenty fourteen, something like that. It came um, out twenty thirteen. 
2013, close enough. I went with my friend Drake, and him and I bonded a lot in high school uh, yeah. over our mutual love horror movies. And uh, The Conjuring just really stood out to me yeah. when I first saw it because you know I, I I'd never experienced anything like that before. Like like being terrified, but also it's it's fun. Like you're enjoying this yeah. this terror. Um, but I yeah. uh, I really loved it. Um, so many scenes stuck out to me. Um, easily the most memorable of the franchise, I would say. Let me ask you, when's the last time you've seen this movie? I think the last time I watched the first Conjuring was... Actually, that was only like maybe a month ago. Oh, less really? Than a month ago. Oh, really? Yeah, I actually, I watched The Conjuring 1 and 2 um, recently. I just wanted to... They were yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. So I just wanted to... It, revisit them you felt that the first one held up absolutely i think the first one held up and you know what i mean spoilers guys but we we haven't gotten there yet but i liked the second one too so thought that one held up so the first one i will agree for a very long time it was my favorite horror movie and it was actually overtaken by hereditary um really and i think so I probably rewatched the the first Conjuring movie like a year ago, maybe a little bit more than that. And I had a bunch of friends over and we turned off all the lights and we rewatched the Conjuring and I didn't love it as much. Um, I still would give it like a soft eight out of 10. Um, and it's probably for me as well. It's probably the best movie in this in this series, there's maybe one other movie, maybe, that would come close to it, but I don't know. I, I think it's just a matter of taste. These movies don't really scare me at all anymore, and I think it's just because I I feel like the style is almost outdated. Like, when, really? you, com- when you compare this, it's just, it's, I don't know, this is, like, this series is the best version of, like, movie theater horror, of just, like, I call it haunted house horror, is the way that I describe it, of, like, for the most part, it's a series of spooky sequences of someone, like, if you were in real life, if you went to a haunted house, and each room is just a different thing, that's what the series is, and I think the best movies are the ones that can connect those sequences to the story and to the characters and conversely yeah. like the worst versions of these are when it's just here are some characters and then a bunch of unrelated shit happens to them and those are like the worst versions right so this movie i think does it the best because the, most of the movie is just like a small family like it's like like it's this story's been stereotyped to death but it kind of did the best when it came out so i do appreciate that yeah um you know, going off of that, I feel like first Conjuring, you know, none of the Conjuring movies break any ground per se, but they're taking up this classic style of horror movies, this haunted house horror, yeah, yeah. as you just mentioned. Yeah. And they're just doing it really well. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And and it's like, to me, there's like kind of three styles of horror. There's, there's this, which is the haunted house horror. There's the... There's like the slasher horror and then there's something like hereditary, which I think is like 
it, it, it quickly became my favorite version because it's not really even like horror. It's more of just like dread and suspense. You know what I mean? Like it's not right. what you would typically think of. Cause when you think of a horror movie, you think of this, you think of the conjuring, you know right. what I mean? Right. And, and so because of that, Absolutely. I appreciate it. But also it's like, I'm so desensitized to scary stuff to begin with. Mm. Like, when I was young, like my dad showed me horror movies way too young and I had nightmares and it got, it just desensitized me to all of it. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I love watching these movies in theaters and I probably always will, but you know, this movie, the conjuring, like when I rewatched it about a year ago, it was a little bit of a letdown because it didn't live up to like, I remember it being like the best horror movie ever, you know, and it, it, it is pretty good. So I don't know. One question I wanted to ask you coming into this is what do you think makes a horror movie good in the first place? That you know, I've got that, my own thoughts on that, but I want to hear what you think. Um, and it's interesting because I'm going to say some stuff later on that you're probably not going to agree with. And it's kind of blasphemous to the series regarding a couple of these films. But I have it really depends on what you want out of a horror movie. And I think that the definition of horror is so skewed if 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 we're going off like the traditional horror definition it is this series it's this or it's insidious it's it's haunted house horror and to me i prefer something that's probably what you would call a thriller or like a suspense drama which is like hereditary you know and there's not a lot of those out there to be honest with you um what makes a horror movie successful? I don't know. I guess I guess it comes down to um, creativity of the horror sequences. So are the horror sequences um, super predictable and corny? Or are they like at least like interesting to watch and fill you with dread while you're watching them the first time? Right? That would be like the number one thing for me. And then after that, a close number two is... Um, are the characters likable and are they believable? And those two go really hand in hand because as soon as you throw characters into the story that do the stupidest thing possible, for me, right. it completely takes me out of the experience. Absolutely. What's your, what's your take? I would 100% agree on that. Um, I guess where I would start is something you actually touched upon earlier is that do the scares have something to do with the characters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You no, know, um, I was watching uh, what movie was it? It was a really, really awful um horror movie. I, I forgot which one it was. Um, but I remember what happened was a uh, character. You no, know, th- the scares would happen behind the character. And the character wouldn't even see it. There would be something scary happening in the background. Yeah. It's like the character isn't even seeing it or reacting to it. How do you expect the audience to be scared by that? To to you know, because terror happens in the audience's relation to the character, right? If the character's not scared, for what reason would would the audience be scared? You know what I mean? I agree sometimes because i do think that 
I do think that you can make effectively scary scenes when the audience knows something that the that the character doesn't. Okay. And there's a form of dread that comes from that. And I think that like in Hereditary they do that. They do that as well. Um sometimes, but typically it's like I, and these movies do it a lot too where it's like usually the usually the character is scared because other scary things are happening, but then there's something like really scary behind them that they don't know about that we do yeah. know about. And I will agree that typically those don't work quite as well for some reason. Hmm. Like for whatever reason, I feel like it, I, 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 I agree. There's something to that. Like if you relate to the character's fear, it makes it more effective. Makes it more scary. It puts you in their shoes. Right. But yeah. then again, you know, I'm about to say something that completely contradicts what I just said. The, my favorite jump scare in a movie ever was in insidious where uh, Patrick Wilson sitting there yeah, yeah, yeah. and Darth Maul's right behind him yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. not aware of it. Yeah. But the other character but, but the other character in the scene is still aware of it. That's true. That's there true. There is someone still there to react to it as the audience. So True. But but yeah, I mean there's a there is something to the audience noticing something that you don't. I, it's kind of what it follows. Like the first half of it follows is kind of built on that premise of like, yeah, the audience knows that something is following them, but the character does not. And there's a sense of dread. I'm trying to figure out who is the follower. And so right. it, it can be done, but I agree with you. It's a lot harder to pull off. Absolutely. Um. So I guess back to the conjuring. Um. I guess one of the things that makes it great is uh the performances. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean I think that yeah, the performances are and I will say for the most part in this series, the performances are usually pretty good. Yeah, I agree. For the most part. Yeah. Um I think there are a few notable exceptions that I think we can bring up as we go down the list. Um but Patrick Wilson and um who's who's his wife? Oh, I don't her name is. Um I don't learned it's it the other day and I forgot already. Vera Farmiga. Yeah, Vera Farmiga. They're they're great. Um Yeah, they're good. I would go so far as to say um Patrick Wilson, maybe even underrated actor in in Hollywood. He's really good in these. I will give you that. He's good in these. I feel like he's not in a whole lot else besides these no. James Wan horror movies. No, he's super likable though. Yeah, I really, I really like him. You know, he pulls it off very well. Farmiga is, you know, great. They've got yeah. good chemistry, I think. Um, yeah, it's a great, it's a good movie all around. I agree with you. I, I, I have no problem with you putting it at number one. Um, do you want to move on to number two? Yeah. Uh, so number two, I would say is uh, The Conjuring Two. That sucks. Really? Yeah, dude. Go, but go ahead. You didn't like it. Dude, I really didn't. Really? Like, like I actively disliked this movie when I rewatched it last night. Wow. Okay, what made you dislike it so much? Um, I like I said earlier, I really don't like this is The Conjuring 2 feels like it feels like they took The Conjuring 1 and they turned it into a Hollywood blockbuster. And really? what I what I mean by that is I I really dislike the action sequences in this series and The Conjuring 2 is 
filled with them. There's con and a lot of it ha a lot of it has to do with when they try to implement like CGI. Like whenever there's a character like levitating or yeah. screaming at a demon, whenever anyone's screaming at a demon, yeah. I'm I'm out. It's, it's not scary. It, it completely loses it for me. And um, this movie, The Conjuring Two, does it a lot. And it's also just too long. This movie is over two hours. It's two hours and like 15 minutes, which is way too long. And on top of all that, it's very confusing what they do with like the realism aspect, because like some of the movies in this series, including this one are based on a true story. And it's interesting because the conjuring two, like does a good job of like addressing the possibility that it was all a hoax on the part of the family, but then they like supplement it with like crazy CGI battles. Like, dude, I hate the end of this movie where she battles the nun and like is screaming at the nun and the window shatters in and she's flying in the air. And it's like, I just want like believable, small, stuff and i don't like when they when the demons overstay their welcome i i don't like when there's all the action so i i was really turned off from this movie to be honest with you i'd put it i'd put it pretty far down on the list heroes i 100 percent agree with the sentiment of everything you're saying all right and i'll get to what i mean by that in a second but um the idea that small things are scarier than big things is something I've been thinking about forever, right? Because giant monster steps on someone's house. That's not scary, right? No. Godzilla is not scary, but like, you know, a, a couple, a couple friends in their living room sitting around hanging out and then like a chair kind of moves slightly. That's way scarier. That's way more chilling. Even though it's like less of a, a threat, right? It's less of a threat to their well-being. But it's like something relatable. Just being a little out of place is way scarier than something huge happening. And I agree that, you know, the end of The Conjuring 2 is a prime example of this. There's the nun. The wind is blowing. Glass is shattering. She's screaming, I damn you to hell. And yeah. um, it's not scary. But I think the scene works if you think about it not as being necessarily a horror sequence and more of an action sequence and i actually yeah. think it works as an action sequence pretty well yeah i don't know it just maybe i just have weird expectations when i go into a horror movie i expect most of them to be bad because it's like dude if i made a list of every horror movie that had a good ending it would be incredibly <laughs> short it would be you'd count them on the yeah your fingers yeah and so like i always like i always take the ending of these movies with a grain of salt and you'll right. see that in my, you'll see that reflected in my opinion so like like a lot of times i'll give a movie leeway if the ending is bad so i don't even count the ending of the conjuring 2 as like the main downfall of it even though i do think the last like 20 to 30 minutes like really i think take the movie down a notch but even disregarding that i just didn't I think throughout the film, it um, 
it jumps the shark too much in terms of relatability. I think in general, all of the scares are, are too big. You know, th- the reason I like the conjuring one is because most of the scares for most of the movie are small, are small things, Subtle. but, but they're memorable. You know, like everyone will always remember like the hands clapping. Everyone will always right. remember that, but it's so, right. it's, it's so tiny. Whereas in this movie, right. like, you see the demon's face multiple times. Like you see right. things flying around. Like most of the scares are heightened and it's, it's par for the course for a sequel. You know what I mean? You just take everything right. and turn it up. Um, and then on top of all of that, the CGI for the crooked man is unforgivably yes. bad. Yes. I 100% agree with that. It's jarringly bad. And it immediately takes you out of the movie. A hundred percent agree with that. Like, um, like I forgot, I forgot, I forgot how bad it was. Um, I feel like even when I watched it in theaters, though, when it first came out, I feel like even yeah. then it took oh, me yeah, out I of it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it in theaters. And watching it now, it's, it's, it's really bad. And they like, it's not small either. Like, right. Like, and that's He's on, like, there was a crooked man. Yeah. A, like he doesn't even they, need to be saying that they show him. Why? A, they show him a lot and he has no relation to the story whatsoever. Right. And right. so it, 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 it's just jammed in there. Yeah. It, it really sucks you have to have your nursery rhyme bullshit. Yeah. It otherwise really, it's not a horror movie. And like, I get that. Like, you know, apparent they were supposed to make it into a spinoff and then it got canned for whatever reason um and i understand like they do that a lot in this series you can tell that they're introducing new characters for their own spinoff and that's whatever like i appreciate that this is the only horror franchise doing that right now and we should address like we should address the fact that like there are no other horror franchises except insidious that exist period there are there are no slashers left there are no there's nothing this is the only one and they're doing like a multiverse thing and it's cool so i appreciate that but like when you inject a character that doesn't have anything to do with the story into the plot and he's also bad like the crooked man um i just there's there's a lot going against this movie in my opinion i agree the the crooked man was one of if not the biggest weakness of the conjuring too it was it was ridiculous to look at. Why Why did it have to be CGI? Why couldn't it have been a practical effect or a guy in a costume? It looks better 99% of the time, in my opinion. In Annabelle- if, if you can. For something like that, there's no excuse for, oh, this had to be CGI. No, no um, it didn't. Well, I mean, they do some stuff with him like... Like when the dog turns into the crooked man, like that's something that you would need CGI for, probably. You know what? And that I was felt like that really was cool. pretty cool. For, that yeah. was cool. Um, but again, it was it, cool until he comes closer, and that's exactly like, oh. it was. It was cool when it was a silhouette, and right. then as soon as the silhouette fills in, it's not so interesting. And they and it's interesting in Annabelle two, they do a very similar sequence, but it looks great. Um, and it's actually very effective. Um, so I, that's just a CGI thing. Like you can tell in six years or whatever, like the difference is staggering. But um, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, dude, I gave The Conjuring 2 a soft five out of 10. Um, really? I really disliked it. Um, I, the only reason I didn't give it a four out of 10 is because I kind of stacked it up in my mind against some of the other movies in this series and i was like okay like five oh. is probably fair i didn't want to rate it lower than some other films so i was like all right whatever yeah, yeah that makes sense um, um what's your number I, three unless you have more before, to say before I, one quick thing 
The reason I would rate The Conjuring 2 a little bit higher is because it really keeps with the tone of the first one, right? It's, you know, it, it succeeds at creating the same kind of uh, haunted house atmosphere, the, very similar, you know, cinematography, set design. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, the, I, I The characters of the Warrens are still very strong, I think. Um, because that 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 to me would have been the end of the French the franchise if they couldn't keep with the tone of the first one, and if they had to, I don't know, change things up drastically to the point where yeah, it didn't feel like it was the same series. Yeah, um, but I I give them props for keeping with the style, the tone. Yeah, um, the themes. Okay, so number if three. you want to, yeah, if you want to talk about number three. All right, let's see let's see how you feel about this. Okay. I think you might agree with me on this actually, but All right. uh number 3, uh The Nun. Wow, really? Do you not agree? Do you not agree? Um it's funny you say that, dude. Natalie Natalie really liked this movie. Interesting. And so I, you didn't I, like it. I let me I believe I gave this one a 6 out of 10, which is pretty high for this series let me look it up real quick i thought this movie was okay um i thought the twist was cool um and i thought that some of the visual aspects in this movie were the best of the franchise i gave this movie a five out of ten um but dude like i said there's a couple really quick sequences in this movie that are purely cgi that look straight up metal and they look so cool like i remember i do there's like one sequence of like them like i don't even remember what it was it's like a circle of demons like summoning something and it just looked so cool um some of the some of the imagery in this movie was really really good um but yeah i don't know i i um i thought it was just okay um, the main character in it is actually um, the chick that plays Lorraine, uh, Vera or whatever her name is. Yeah, Vera her Farmiga. her younger sister, I believe, is the lead. There you go. I was wondering if they were related. Yeah, she's the lead. I in thought this. maybe it was like, okay, this is taking place in the past. Maybe that's like her mom or something. Like I, I don't... thought that's what it was going to turn out to be. No, I um no, I don't believe there's any relation like in the story yeah, but i don't think so either um there's one line in annabelle 2 where one of like the nuns in that movie like says something but um yeah i don't yeah. know i th- i thought this movie was just okay i thought the twist was good i think some of the scares were pretty good actually like small stuff you know like things moving when they shouldn't before i thought the setting was really cool and the tone was cool uh, but i just remember being kind of bored that I think that was my main criticism is I thought the characters were just kind of boring. What I love about this one is that they were willing to make what I would even argue is more of a, a, a drama than a horror movie. Okay. And I felt that one of the biggest strengths of this movie was um was the performances. I think that arguably this has the best acting out of the whole series. Wow. Every single character, the nun, the priest, um 
other guy, he, he, I remember he had some kind of uh backstory that was revealed at some point. Maybe I'm yeah. making that up. Um, I feel I like he the did, acting yeah. was incredible and they put like, they actually put their all into this. Like they, I, I didn't get the sense that they were treating this like, Oh, this is just some, you know, whatever. This is some cash grab horror movie. Um, I really felt like they were putting some solid effort into acting this, especially, especially the, the main priest. I felt like, yeah, I remember um, him being okay. The, the atmosphere hundred percent with you on that. It's uh, it's fantastic. The setting's really cool. I felt that the way that it was shot, I felt like they were going for more of like an old school look to it. Now maybe that was just, maybe that was just my um. I saw this movie last year, and I don't. Man, now I wish I rewatched yeah. it. But I remember it being they pretty were using good. a lot of fog effects. I remember that. It, yeah, it, not not like in a cheesy way. Like they're yeah. using a lot of fog effects, but it really added to the tone. Like. It makes me think of like, you know, the famous poster for The Exorcist. There's a lot of yeah. fog, if I remember that correctly. Um, it, they were really going for like this, this 70s, late 70s, early 80s, like horror movie vibe. And I feel like they nailed it. I mean, like they weren't, it, it's not like a modern version of that. It was just, you know, this is the style. And we committed to it and we executed it extremely well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, again. The lighting. Yeah. Um, Again, I just I was real just quick. Bored, the lighting dude. as well. I loved it. Yeah. There are certain settings in in the movie where it's like this red sort of natural red light that's coming in through the windows because they've got like stained glass windows. Yeah. It looked good. I'll get. I'll I really give you that. liked a lot about this movie. I I I would be willing to give it another chance um, because I I do remember it from a stylistic standpoint being very strong i just i i remember it being too reliant on and even if the acting was good the, i don't think the writing was very good and i think that i think that it was just too reliant on the character's acting to make it memorable because to be completely honest with you i really only remember like one sequence and a couple pieces of imagery from this movie like i couldn't tell you what the plot was i remember i, I remember the scene in the graveyard just because it's memorable and other than that like i really couldn't tell you much about this movie and i saw it like less than a year ago um and i just remember i just remember being bored by the end of it um i didn't feel very engaged but maybe it's just one of those things where if you really buy into the style of it, you probably mm. would enjoy it more. It, it creates a vibe. And I feel like if you watch this like on Halloween, you got your AC in your apartment to a cool 65 degrees. I think you'll enjoy this one more. That's fair. Got, you know, some chili. Um, That's fair. I, um, I will say too, like... I do agree with you that in terms of like, this was one of the most anticipated films because The Conjuring 2 came out. The Conjuring 2 is when they introduced the nun character. Um, yeah. And everyone knew that a nun movie was coming. So The Conjuring 2 was 2016. And then people were like really excited for the nun. And it came out two years later in 2018. Um, but I remember everyone was kind of hyped for this movie. And I will agree with you, the lighting, the colors, the shots, some of the imagery were all strong. And I could see a version of this where it wasn't like that. 
Um, so I do respect all of those aspects. And the director of the film is a nobody. He, Corin Hardy, yeah. he's done literally nothing else that's memorable. So it looks like he made one other movie that has like the same like color palette and 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 like like tone um like setting so i don't know it's it was fine i i would probably put it a little bit lower than number three but i don't know five out of ten is what i gave it i thought it was very average maybe if i rewatched i'd bump it up to a six you know, I, I got to agree with a certain point you made about, about the plot, right? You can't remember the plot. Um, plot is pretty thin. I would, I'd have to admit that 100%. Uh, and they devote a lot of time to it. A, my counter argument to that would be they're devoting the time to the characters. And I feel like if you're developing characters, that's arguably just as important as developing plot. You know, there's a lot of yeah. exposition between the characters. We learn a lot about them. I'll agree and, with that. You know, the plot the plot is very it, – it's kind of one-dimensional. I'm already kind of forgetting all the aspects to it. Yeah. But it's, you know, they're exploring the, the nun's suicide, and then weird stuff's happening, and there might be – There's a twist like at a the cover end. Up or, yeah, and there's like a twist at the end. But we're going we're gonna to touch upon this exact same idea – couple more down my yeah, list yeah here's the thing the dude is for me plot versus character yeah, dude, development that's the thing is for me as i've grown older i have come to love for these movies i love when they just pick like a schlocky story like nothing groundbreaking but they give every character like a stereotypical role and they act it well enough and they don't spend too much time on it because it's there's a very fine line here where you have to give these characters enough of a shitty backstory for you to care about them at all but then if you spend too much time on that shitty backstory because it's going to be shitty it's a horror movie the writing isn't going to be good if you spend too much time on it it just gets boring and you're just waiting for the next scary thing to happen and so it's such a fine line and i feel like this movie just it leaned too hard into the shitty writing um and to me that was enough to just kind of make it forgettable I don't know. I understand. That's like the worst offense for me for these movies. Honestly, is for it to be forgettable is a pretty harsh offense. I understand where you're coming from. um, But I think if you gave it a rewatch, you might appreciate it a little bit more for the performances, the effort they they put into creating these characters, I thought was actually uh, a pretty notable. Um, Okay. Do we want to move to the next one? Yeah, let's do it. All right, this one was actually, for me, kind of a toss-up. And I almost, I kept flipping back number four and five. But um, I'm sure the middle's ended muddy. Up, yeah, I ended up putting Annabelle Creation, so that's Annabelle 2, in fourth place. Um, I really okay. liked this one. Again, again I really appreciated, uh, you know, the development of the characters. You know, there's the nun character. There's the little girls. You really sympathize for them. You sympathize for the uh, the, the father, the owner of the orphanage dude as well. Um, uh, his wife also has a kind of a developed character to her as well. So um, 
again, for the same reason as the nun, they really develop these characters pretty well. Even the ones that don't get a lot of screen time, like with the few lines they have, they establish a, a character. They they establish themselves as yeah. at least being like this certain archetype. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. the one girl who's like archetype. Um, you know, kind of, kind of mean to the other girls, and you know she's yeah. older, and she, you, you get what I'm saying, right? Dude, yeah, I, I, I will agree with you. I like this movie. Um, I've seen it yeah. at least twice. I want to say I've seen it three times. Um, I saw it the first time in theaters. I, I'd give this movie a six out of ten. Um, I last saw it uh in February, so um, pretty recently. And, um, yeah, I like this movie a lot. I think that it has a lot of really creative sequences that work. Um, there's the scarecrow stuff. There's yeah. the, the shooting the ball. There's when the girl turns into the big scary monster with the, you know, her bones are all cracking mm. around. There's, yeah. um, there's just a lot of memorable stuff in this movie. And most of it is, is well executed, there's the stuff in, when she's in the bunk bed and like, there's the weird stuff. Like she's looking in the crack of the bunk bed and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, this is a good movie. I, I um, the last time I watched it, I said it's about 30 minutes too long. And the monster design is ass when they show it fully. Same problem as insidious and conjuring to keep it subtle throughout glowing eyes and some horns is all we need. Um, and I, I, I'll agree. I, this movie, like for most of it, is really good because when they show the monster, it's really subtle. And then about mm. the last 30 minutes, there's some really cheesy stuff with the demon where he's like hunched in like a corner. Yeah, like the horns or, and stuff. Yeah, it's just whenever they show him like fully, it completely rips me out of the experience. I, I, I It's a problem I have with a lot of these movies. Same with Insidious. Is as soon as you like lose the mystique... Um, it really takes me out of it. And then I will also say that the main actress is pretty hit or miss. Like some, in some sequences she's good, but then like little girl, you mean? Yeah. She's really hit or miss in this movie, especially later on when she turns into like the evil possessed version. It's, it's really cheesy. It doesn't work at all. Yeah. I'd have to agree with that here. Let me, let me see what you think about this. And I just, this is off the top of the, the dome right now i think this film actually be a little stronger if they just scrap the doll the doll doesn't (laughs) need to be a part of it the demon i'm like the parts where you see the demon subtly it's really scary like you almost don't you're um, you almost question whether you even saw it in the first place yeah just some eyes or there's also this, this you know oh it's a creepy doll you know, right in front of it. I feel like that, to me at least, takes away from it just a little bit. I I'll agree that like, in general, the like, sometimes when Annabelle's trying to be creepy, like the doll itself, it right. is it is kind of funny because it's just a fucking doll. Right. Um, and, but it's a doll that they also designed to be extraordinarily creepy. So scary. No doll- <laughs> so scary. Like, no doll would ever look like that in the first place. Yeah, like, no, like, the doll it's based on in real life is a Raggedy Ann doll, which right, looks way right. less menacing. Right. Yeah, I mean, I... If, I feel like it would actually be better if they made the doll 
more like a real doll looking instead of like oh it's a demon doll like if you saw yeah. that in a store you'd go oh that's a demon doll yeah. i'm not gonna buy that yeah well here's the problem oh. the problem is that in the conjuring we were introduced to annabelle in the first scene right. of conjuring one and they designed her like that because it was a really creepy opener like the it's a really strong opening to conjure well, i agree 100 percent. and so they kind of like they they sh they, sh they shoehorned themselves into this this doll design and it's it's memorable right. at least it's iconic like you can recognize it immediately oh, yeah, I can like imagine it in my you know head so right now. so yeah but i i hear what you're saying i i i don't think the idea of it is terrible though like the idea of a demon attaching yeah. itself to this doll and it opens them up to do whatever they want for like sequels and stuff which we'll talk about but um i don't know i I don't necessarily think the movie would have been any different at all if they scrapped the doll. I think it would have been the exact same movie. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, the the movie would have been the same. I feel like some scenes would have been a little more effective if yeah. it wasn't the doll. Or if it had a doll. Like, when you see the, the Annabelle doll, you, you go, oh, you know, that was designed to be a demon doll. If they made it more like, oh, it's a doll designed to be a doll, and there, maybe there's, like, something, like, subtly creepy about it. Something yeah. that you you can't even really instead of it just being the words. scariest like, doll you've ever seen. A little it's that... just, it, I said instead of it just being the scariest doll you've ever seen. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. But I agree with you overall. Like this movie's probably in my top like three or four for the series. I. Mm. It's and uh, that again. It's not like a great movie. Like there's some really bad. There's some bad parts of this movie where, like, seek the sequences are... Oh, another part I hate about this movie is characters do some really stupid stuff in this movie. Like, at certain points, especially the, later on, the characters' IQs collectively drop, like, 20 points. And, like, everyone just is really, really stupid. Um, and I remember that took me out of it as well. But, like, overall... like an example of what happens honestly or... off the time i had a can't but it's just yeah. a lot of like you know sure. don't go in that room obviously or like yeah. don't or like leave the house obviously or like don't try to help this possessed person obviously just like i couldn't think of anything specifically but i do remember that being like a lingering thought of like there is the okay you know we're there just the scene the scene where she rolls down the hill into the barn she's screaming she crashes in there and then everyone goes in they're like, oh my god, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. Fucking demon now. Like, and it's like, oh, I guess she's fine. Like, everyone's just like, oh, I guess she's fine now. You know, all this demonic shit that everyone saw with their own eyes probably doesn't have anything to do with it, you know? Yeah, it's just, you know, and at all, a little silly. all of these movies do it, but you reach a point where characters just need to do certain things to get to the next scary part right and I, I like every horror movie the last like 30 minutes of this movie are the weakest part um yeah. but other than that I, I really enjoy it i i'd agree it's pretty high up there all right do you want to move on to the next one all right next one annabelle comes home okay and uh i really i really enjoyed this one and i almost put it i almost you know put it above creation all right. Um, this is another one where, you know, we were talking about with, I think we were talking about with the nun, how like it doesn't really have a memorable plot um, or, or maybe the plot is very thin. This is the thinnest plot of all of them. There's it's they're in a scary house 
and scary things happen. And that's the whole plot. Yeah. That's the whole Dude, plot. okay. Can I be real with but you? I think but here's okay, yeah, go go ahead. I saw this for the first time last night, and it's top three for me. Really? Yeah, dude. This movie I loved this movie. I you know, I only gave it a six out of ten or maybe yeah, I think I gave it like a six out of ten. Um I love this movie, dude. Like like I was talking about earlier, when you have to ride that line between cliche story and cliche characters. Oh, dude, this is the movie you were describing. Dude, this is the movie because it has a style which is just like 70s nostalgia and then crank crank the fog machine up to 12 out of 10, right? This whole movie's filled with fog. I don't know if you realize yeah, that. There's so much oh, fog. Dude, oh, they'll, dude, they'll open a patio and the whole fucking set is filled yeah. with fog, bro. But, like, like the characters are just enough to be, like... It's just something for you to care about. Yeah. And then there's, like, the cheesy boyfriend story. And it's, yeah. like... It's just schlocky enough for me to actually like it. But they don't yeah. spend too much time on it. And then I also love that it's just, like... We're just, this movie's just an excuse to have like all of the scary things in the room are just gonna like I don't know. They're all gonna do something. They're all gonna waiting do right. for the next thing right. to do And like honestly, dude, I'm here for it. Like I really, really enjoyed this movie. Again, the ending is whatever, but um I thought the acting was fine throughout. Like I can't think of a performance that I disliked. Um I this is a contender for me, dude. This one I really enjoyed it because it's it all takes place in just one night. You know what I mean? It's very, yeah. it, there's, I don't know. I, I, for whatever reason, you know what I would say? I think this movie, the best way I can put it, this movie has a pulse is mm. how I said it. Like this movie has uh, a momentum and a vibe and it doesn't, it's not like a, a lot of it's pretty good. Like I will say, I think a lot of the stuff with the fairy man was kind of weak like visually i didn't think that it it was super scary looking um i liked the idea of it with the coins on the eyes and stuff and there's one sequence oh, where she's yeah. like looking for him in the dark that is pretty good but other than that yeah. i thought his he was He's like just, up here yeah yeah and you see the eyes glowing like there's some, fall right there's some good stuff there um other than that though like there's some really good stuff in this dude there's the one sequence where she's the girl is trapped in the room and she looks at the tv the tv turns on and Mm. um they play this like sci-fi suspense song i don't know if you were really like into it but like yeah oh yeah they play this super like trancey sci-fi song during that sequence that like it feels like an acid trip like dude yeah like it does does. and like after we watched that sequence natalie turned to me and she was like that was different than like any that one sequence was different than like anything i've seen in this franchise like there's just there's a lot of momentum and style in this movie and it doesn't overstay its welcome with the plot um i loved this movie i'm gonna be real with you that's totally valid, and I agree with everything you just said. And I might even reevaluate where I put it on my list as well because of what you just said. The it goes back to what we were talking about with the idea of relatable characters. Characters you understand their motivations, you understand their background, and then you can put yourself in their shoes. And um, that's they're incredibly realistic teenagers, is yeah. what I felt. Yeah. It's like yeah, you know they're awkward. 
yeah, you know, there's the, the guy who's just trying to get with the girl. He has no idea what he's doing or how to do it. But, you know, maybe I'll show up to her house with a, a guitar or something. Um, and I, and, you and need she kind of likes him too. She's awkward about it. it it's so realistic. It's so realistic. I feel like most people can actually think of times in their life when they felt like these characters. Yeah. Um, it's a and strong... I think that's probably the biggest strength of this movie. I, I agree. It's uh, This movie has a really strong setup. Um, mm. And it's funny because if for those first like 30 minutes or so or like for all of the aspects that we're talking about, I remember like Natalie had turned to me and she was like, I don't care about like any of this cheesy stuff. Like this stuff is really lame. And I had to be like, like, no, listen, like this stuff is cheesy and stupid, but sometimes you don't realize how much of an impact it has on like the contrast of the film because you kind of need sometimes to have like a soft reset of like, okay, like here's a little bit of humor. Here's a little bit of like relatability. And then we can go back to like, the random haunted house sequences that are hit or miss. But for the most part, I think this movie nailed it. And I think that, I think if you added like 15% more of uh, Lorraine and Ed, this could have been Conjuring 2. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, this could have been the movie and it almost is of like, we're going to put like, a bunch of characters from the universe into one movie and they kind of did yeah. that but it was just new characters and the yeah. only the only way you can do that is if you stick some teenagers in the house and it's one night and up right. some scary stuff happens and like yeah like i i really enjoyed the idea the just the concept of it like yeah it's hmm. it's easy to make a movie where you just have a bunch of random characters but i like the concept of Annabelle just allows all of these spirits to come back for one night. And uh, right. yeah, I'm not saying it's like an, uh, again, like I don't think any of these movies are like fantastic, but um, this was, this one surprised me a lot. And um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so one thing I want to address. So you met, you brought up the, the TV scene and I loved that. And that is a contender for my favorite scene. But I think my favorite sequence in the movie was when the one character, the girl, is walking past the the samurai suit, and all that happens is you just you just hear like Japanese voices screaming, slashing, and that tells a whole story just through the audio, and it, it's creepy. Um, and you just use your own imagination as to what the whole story is behind that that haunted samurai suit, and I think. There's not enough of that in horror movies. Like, uh, it's an it's an example of, so you know, we go by the rule of like show don't say, in in, in movies in general. Like, yeah. it's generally stronger if you show don't say. I think it's even stronger if you and I'm trying to think of an a, a verb for this, but um, instead of show get the audience to imagine what happens. And that I think is just, there, there's something special to that. And I think if they took that to another level, I think that could be a something that could be used in future movies. Yeah, I, I agree. It was a good sequence. Um, and yeah, show don't tell is like screenwriting 101, right? Like right. I remember I took a creative writing class in college or sorry, in high school. And that was like one of the very first things we learned. And 
Um, it's like the antithesis of a horror of every horror movie is, or any movie in general is when two characters sit down and they just talk the plot, and right. then and then stop. and we'll and uh, I think then, we'll get to that as we get lower down this list. Yeah, and then and then some unrelated scary stuff happens, and you're like, oh, you just got you just got some terrible screenwriter to write a script and then a different production guy just made some unrelated scary stuff and you shoved them together um so yeah i I, i'm glad to see that you enjoyed this movie as much i was scared that you were gonna think it was really bad because the characters are so like cheesy and stereotypical but i think this is like a great i mean like listen if we're gonna if I'm going to watch one of these movies, I'm not going to take it that seriously. And this is a good movie to put on with some friends and have a couple drinks and like half make fun of half enjoy. Um, yeah. And I, I honestly, I'm probably also just a sucker for like the time frame of like the seventies yeah. uh, nostalgic vibe. I'm yeah. It, it, you know, it, it, I, th- I think I would have to make some kind of comparison to, um, cabin in the woods. I feel like there's there's something to it that, that compares these two movies. Like it's teenagers in a spooky situation, and a variety variety show kind of happens of of horror, right? So I think uh, I think we can move on to number six. Yeah, that's that's six. Um, Annabelle, the first Annabelle. Dude, I hate this movie. Yeah, I thought it was. At best, excruciatingly mediocre. Um, and at worst, just not a very good movie. It's just incredibly forgettable. The scares that are in it are just kind of dumb looking. They're just dumb. Um, I'm not even sure if I remember everything that happened. Didn't uh, you just have watch the... it? Oh, no, no, not this one. I watched two and three recently. Oh, okay, okay. One. I was going to say, the, this one, if you this watched... one I watched. <laughs> I was going to say, if you watched this, this last watched, night and you like, still can't remember it, out. like, that would be oh, incredible. No. Uh, this one I watched when it first came out, whenever that was, 2016. Yeah. Um, 2014. I only remember basically one. Th- so, I remember that there's a there's literally the the magical black woman trope where she comes in and saves them all she saves the white people like like, that's like literally what happened yeah Uh, like like to like to the letter that is the trope of like the magical black woman um and there's uh i remember there's like a demon dog Am I crazy? Is there a demon dog? Dude, I'll be I'll be honest with it's you. It's upside down? I should have read a synopsis for this because I saw this movie one time in theaters and I hated it. And I and it has been it, it has been on my letterbox as one of the lowest rated movies I've ever had for so long and I've for the longest time I've been thinking to myself like Tyler, you need to rewatch this movie to make sure that you ha- that you have it in the right place because I've been like almost you know some you relate your ratings to things that you already have established and so sometimes I'll be like, well, was it as bad as Annabelle? Um <laughs> I, what I do remember is I remember the scares were really uneventful and boring and I remember that like 90% of the movie was devoted to like some like 
dramatic B plot between the characters that owned the doll. And it was like yeah. really like poorly written, poorly acted. And like, I remember the movie barely had anything to do with Annabelle. Right. She was just also there. No. Like she, she was barely in the movie. It was, it was not a good movie. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. I, it's hard. I just remember. I just remember that there was a scene where there was a, like a demon dog, like on the ceiling, like upside down, and that the the image of it was kind of scary. The way they pulled it off was not scary. Nothing they did was scary. Um, I remember that Annabelle like was like covered in a sheet and like stood up. Of course she, chair, oh, dude. Of course she was. Right, exactly. They put her in a chair, sitting up like a person, because they're they're like, remember, this is the haunted doll, and you know we gotta fucking be scared by it later, so we right. gotta sit it up on this fucking rocking chair. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the rocking chair rocked back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm times. sure. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, like, definitely. And they're like, definitely. whoa, why? And then it, they look at it and it stops. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. They yeah. look away and it rocks some more. And they look back and then the fucking sheet stands up like there's a person in it, and yeah. then it collapses because there was actually nothing in it and they're like yeah. oh uh, that was a little weird probably the wind you yeah know? no definitely and there's definitely there's definitely 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 a sheet on top of the doll at some point and then yeah. the doll was sitting there and then while the sheet was on it, it got higher up than it was supposed to be because yep. the doll is and yep. then so, and then maybe someone pulled the sheet off and then nothing was there yeah and there's nothing there yeah 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 yeah. that probably yeah. definitely happened i feel right? like that's happened in every <laughs> single one of these movies actually they need to they need to consider stop doing that maybe. dude all right um this is a little bit uh unrelated but i was just reminded of a trope that they have in this series that i don't mind but i noticed it last night they do this thing in this series where in a lot of other horror movies there's this there's this uh this shitty part of the film where the kids see scary stuff is happening and they run and they tell their parents and their parents don't believe them. They say, yeah. they say, you're, you're a stupid, dumb idiot. And they, they right. don't. Right. And then there's like, and then there's like 15 minutes of the movie where they're like trying to convince them. Right. Right. In this series, every single time, dude, I'm telling you every time, except for maybe Annabelle creation, Every single yeah. time, the kids will run up to the parents and say, Mom, Mom, the house is haunted. And the mom will say, No, it's not. You're a stupid idiot. And then right after they say that, something scary happens in front of the parents' eyes, and they immediately get on board. Just, yeah. And I, yeah. I, I don't mind it, but they do it it's in not contra- even just kids and parents. It's like the unbeliever. There's yes. an unbeliever, like the cop in the first conjuring. Yes. He's like, oh, I don't believe in no fucking ghosts. And then, and yeah, you ever see that on patrol? <laughs> yeah. Guy, you know? Dude, and like, <laughs> it happens yeah. with the mom. It happens with the mom, too, in the that's conjuring, what you get too. For not believing in supernatural ghosts. <laughs> that, that's what you get for not being a christian a christian right. um right no but you that... start going to church now sheriff like <laughs> yeah. you know Dude, they do that man like they do it in the conjuring too with the mom as well like the kids say like oh like stuff's happening she's like you're an idiot and then like the dresser moves you know they do it in the right. conjuring one they do it a lot in this series um and i don't mind it it's just it stuck out to me a lot that like that is definitely i predicted it before it happened in the conjuring too because mm-hmm. i'm like they do that a lot um yeah but whatever, I mean, I, I think I would probably rather that than have the 
typical like i don't believe you for 15 minutes or whatever right you know what i feel like in a way it might be a wink to that trope of like oh the i don't believe you but like they resolve it instantly whereas in most movies it's like that's the whole plot is them trying to resolve that and trying to get them to believe them you know yeah I you know I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. No, I, I don't I think either. it's all right. I I think it's fine. It's it's better than the alternative. It's just really funny once you notice it. That's all. Yeah. But yeah, dude, Annabelle is dog shit, and it's funny because the yeah. other two movies in this in the Annabelle series are like the, str- the some of the strongest yeah. of the I agree. series. Yeah. So They're very strong. And and conversely, to counter like to contrast the the hype that was built up for the nun, the hype built up for Annabelle was huge because everyone loved that intro scene from The Conjuring, and. Yeah. And this was the first time that they had decided they were going to take a side character from one horror movie and make another horror movie about that character. This was the first time that they did that. You know, no other no other franchise is doing it. And this was the first time that this franchise did it. And um, there was a lot of hype for Annabelle because everyone loves creepy. Like it's it's perfect. It's a perfect, stupid horror movie premise. And it was dog shit it was so bad yeah even i saw this movie like when it came i was probably in high school you know whatever whenever this movie came out age we were i think we were probably 2014 this movie's seven years old oh my god and i i was probably the perfect age to see this movie in a theater and get scared and i remember and you still thought it was shit i still thought it was. i did too every horror movie's better in theaters younger than you and i thought it was shit yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> all right well i think we um, both agree on the bottom of the list um yeah so yeah. if you um, want to do the where honors, do we begin with this one where do we begin um if you could pronounce it well i i can pronounce it because the okay. proper way to say it is um lyrona wow yeah so um lyrona I hope that wasn't um, disrespectful to like Mexican culture or anything, because this is I think this is supposed to be based on like a real Mexican like Gary folktale. No, it is, and I'm definitely canceling um, you on Twitter right now. Okay, thanks for that. Um, I actually took notes on this one while watching it. I have like a full page of notes. Good, um, good. Don't want to miss anything. One, well, yeah. If I didn't take these notes, I would have nothing to say because I watched it two nights ago. I <laughs> you barely. <forgot> <laughs> I barely remember anything that happened. Dude, it's funny. It, um, this movie is attached to the franchise, but it's almost like they didn't want it to be. It's not. It's not. It it, it is, but like, I mean, the but like by what metric? By what metric even is the it main, attached to the franchise? The main guy in it, the priest, like makes some reference to the nun, doesn't he? Is that the only connection? It, yeah, that that's the only connection. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, and that's the only connection. Because I remember when I put it on, Natalie and I watch it, and I'm like, oh, this is the new Conjuring movie. And she's like, this isn't a Conjuring movie. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it is. And then, like, 10 minutes later, and then, like, 10 minutes later, like, the priest guy, like, made some comment to, like, some other He's like, oh, property. you guys seen that movie fucking no- Annabelle? <laughs> you guys- <laughs> <No>? <laughs> yeah, dude, pretty much. Dude, okay, so, yeah, La Llorona is a classic folklore, and it's basically just, like, the boogeyman, but, like, it has more of a story. Yeah and um right. all the stuff they explain in this movie is like true to that folklore but holy yeah. shit this movie is so boring dude and i'm gonna be on- and i'm gonna be honest if people people listen to this someone's gonna be- get mad at me for this the folklore itself 
doesn't make much sense. No. If I'm being honest, right? Yeah. Because the story is, um, there's the woman and like her her husband cheats on her or something like that, right? And she's jealous. So logically, she drowns her children. Right. And then she goes, oh, no, I shouldn't have drowned my children. Now I need to go kill other children. Yeah. For it. Like, yeah. Like, wh- like, what? Like, is that is that really what the original story is? I think she so, just like, yeah, I think it's just that. I think it's just vengeful killing. I, maybe yeah. there, maybe there's like a like trying to get a new kid thing going on you know like she has to kill a kid to get the new one but um yeah dude this here's well here's one thing i want to address like the rules of the ghost don't make sense and i feel like for a good for a good ghost movie the rules of the ghost almost definitely have to make sense yeah no that's true here's what the ghost can do to you if it gets you here's how the ghost can get to you here here are its powers right and we can establish this by sort of showing it to you. Yeah. Um. What are the what are the ghosts' powers? What does it do when it when it gets you? Does it just grab you and go? Ugh. Oh, because that's actually something that happens multiple times in the movie. Um. Here's a note I wrote. Okay. All it does is it screams at people, grabs their arm, and burns them on the arm. Yeah. Remember that? It grabs them on the arm. It goes. Ugh! It burns them, and then, dude, that's, it's, and then it dude, it's so cheesy too. Like, it's like every oh, time the ghost does, like, dude, every time the ghost is on screen in this, it's so cheesy. It's so poorly executed. It looks terrible, and it's none of this movie is scary. Every time it tries to be scary, it's just bad. And then everything in between that is really shitty acting. So, um, we'll say, I think closest thing to a strong thing in this movie i don't want to say the strongest thing i want to say the closest thing to a strong thing in this movie is um is you know tuco because you've seen breaking bad right yes yeah so tuco's character is almost pretty good almost like okay he's he's kind of an unorthodox exorcist kind of weird kind of like on edge kind of like not on edge. yeah like yeah like kind of on edge kind of um little bit of a weirdo little a little psychotic yeah um i think there's something there that could have been good and actually almost is good at certain parts but like still isn't um it's yeah this movie's like a soft dude and it's velma bro i forgot it's fucking yeah, it's velma, velma dude Oh my god, I give this movie a 3 out of 10, and literally the only thing, the only part, the only, my whole review for this movie on Letterboxd is just the, you know, like the, when you're doing a mock meme, and it's like the the uppercase, lowercase lettering, it's just that, and it just says, keep your kids close, that's my whole (laughs) review for the movie, because it sums, that's it, dude, it's like, they, they had a folklore, and they're like, okay, I guess we'll just build a shitty plot around this. Okay, for Velma, like, I don't think that she's a bad actress. Yeah. But she was given Dog zero shit. to work with. Zero. Shit. And let's go back to Show Don't Say. 
uh, one of her first lines in the movie is my husband is dead. Like, okay. <laughs> like, okay. Wow. That's going to make me feel bad for her. Like, instead of like maybe showing her looking at an old picture of her husband, right? Anything, it's so easy. She just says, Hey, my husband is dead. Oh, you mean like my dead husband? Yeah. Right? Like, like, What's that going to do for us? Wow, you know? that's really sad. You know what else is sad? I have a dead husband. My dead husband. <laughs> My dead husband's really... You know, what, you know what else is really sad? I have a dead husband and children. Um, I have to watch um, my children. I mean, do they give us a reason to care for these characters? No. Well, she says she has a dead husband. That doesn't really play into anything whatsoever mention it like a couple of times and that's all that happens they they mention it it's like oh i have yeah. a dead husband oh okay um and where was i going with that um there's nothing that for this character there's no reason to yeah, like these really characters nothing. there's really nothing that's what yeah. you were going with there's they don't give where, us a reason to care for. about these characters and 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 because of that when you have a movie that's like 70 percent just these characters acting it's I don't know, man. This movie could have been passable if the scary parts were better. Because let's yeah. be real, most of these movies don't have great acting. They don't have great writing. They don't have great endings. You have to make a good movie in this franchise. All you have to do is make like three quarters of a decent movie with creative horror sequences. And yeah. and this movie just doesn't. It doesn't hit the bar on any of the metrics, you know. It even even with the same story, the same writing, the same acting. If La Llorona was at least like a scary ghost, and if her time on screen was moderately frightening, this movie would be passable. But those parts are some of the worst parts of the movie. Anytime La Llorona's on screen, you think to yourself, "Oh, finally, we get to get away from this shitty." this shitty plot and then as soon as she's on screen you're like man i can't wait for this to be over so that we can get to something else and you're just ping-ponging between two terrible right. aspects you know what i mean right that ne you never get comfort in this movie you know i think this may have the dumbest character decisions of the whole movie every yeah. decision they make is dumb um there's i mean the number one obviously is when the little girl has her doll uh, and it's on the wrong side of the, you know, the, the, the anti-ghost salt. Yes, she's dude. Like, oh, I got to get it. I got to get my doll. I love my doll. Bro, for anyone listening who hasn't seen the movie, she's like 12 years old. <laughs> she's like 12 years old. She's seen the ghost. Yeah. She knows the like if this was like a 4-year-old girl, okay, fine, that makes sense. She like she's she a has dumb idiot. Higher, she's supposed to have higher cognitive abilities than that at this point in her yeah. in this stage of I remember that now. development. Yeah, I know? remember that now. Dude, and again, and there's uh, the Mexican woman, you know, she what like she's mad that her kids died and then she just does some some crazy shit like yeah and, and then and then she does crazy shit and then two seconds later she's like oh i shouldn't have done that I crazy shit <laughs> like, oh. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. No, all the motivations are garbage. And uh, yeah, like we talked about earlier, like as soon as characters start making decisions that are just to service the plot and go against general intelligence, it, it takes you out of the movie. You know what I mean? Like there's all of these easy metrics of like, okay, like does the character does do something that you would not do if you were in their shoes? you know, there's a mark against it. Is the monster scary to look at or is it cheesy? There's a mark against it. Is the story memorable or passable? There's a mark against it. Are the characters acted well? Or are they written well? Like there's, there's all of these points that they somehow just missed them all, you know? And then yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, I, I'm willing to bet that I almost wonder if they cut out other part like i wonder if ed and lorraine or had a, had a cameo or something that they cut out like <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, they couldn't get him for the movie i just wonder if they tried to disassociate this film from the franchise purposely after once they got into the editing room and they were like oh wait there's nothing here for us to work with you know what i mean like right. i just i don't know how you mess up a, a monster design i don't know how you mess up jump scares so badly like you said like it's just it's like the Pennywise model of let's just make the monster scream for a second in your face yeah. and then it goes away and until the next time it screams in your face. Right. At least Pennywise looks cool. You know what I mean? Well, you know, in the It movies, at least it establishes what the monster can do to you right away. The monster yeah, can and fucking kill you. Yeah. What can La Llorona do? I don't even know. I still don't know. I still don't yeah. know what La Llorona can do to you. Uh, okay, so you bring up a great point, which is that, yes, for a horror movie to work, the audience has to be aware of the rules in order for certain situations to be scary. Because if there are no rules, then every situation is the same amount of scary and you become desensitized it's to zero. it. And yeah. so you have to have peaks and valleys of the characters are safe right now so that when they enter a situation that you know is unsafe – it that's where the horror comes right. from opposed to just anything could happen at any time. That's not scary. Um, but then to contrast that, I think the reason that they're able to shit out a million of these movies is because demons have the loosest rules available. A demon mm. just does whatever you think is scary and can kind of just do whatever it wants, depending on how scared you are or how vulnerable you are. Like if you're going to, if you're going to criticize like La Llorona's rules, you're kind of just criticizing like all of these movies because the rules are never super set in these films. And that's why it's not, an elevated horror movie in my opinion it's closer to a slasher because it really is just kind of like scary stuff happens sometimes and then at the end there's a big battle yep um let's see if i i i had some any final thoughts one of my notes was ooga booga booga which is mm. what the ghost does if it gets you yeah that's pretty it's good ooga booga booga yeah um that's pretty insightful <laughs> Uh, you know what I wanted to say? Um, the Conjuring series as a whole, great soundtracks. Oh great yeah, soundtracks. I'm surprised we didn't bring that up already. The um, Conjuring one, yeah. great soundtracks. Conjuring two has London Calling in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's all it needs. Yeah, uh, La Llorona had Superfly. That was pretty cool. I had high hopes after I heard Superfly in that opening scene. I was yeah. like, oh, that's you know, I love that song. Yeah, it's great. Let's hear 
I will agree that one thing, you know, one thing that uh, I will say, you know, generally people that aren't cinema enthusiasts, um, they typically overlook sound design. Um, it, I think it's the hardest part of a film besides maybe like acting to actually like discern what is good and bad. It's, it, I'm what I'm trying to say is the sound design in the series is very, very, very good. Um, and sound design carries a horror movie. Like it makes or breaks a horror movie. In my opinion, you, the more, the more I watch dramatic things, the more I realize that like, you can put a sad soundtrack to like bullshit footage and make it sadder. And that applies to horror as well. And um, they use a lot of strings, like violins and strings. Um, and they, and this move, this series does something very specific that insidious also kind of does where something scary will happen and they'll turn the volume to 15 and blast like a string stinger, just, you know, like, randomly it'll either be strings or it'll be like a chorus of human voices um but it sounds great i mean i I agree with you the soundtrack is like awesome throughout um so yeah i'll give you that all right and then one last thing if you want to end this soon otherwise i'm down to keep going but i mean i want to ask the question which conjuring ghost would you be most okay with being haunted by and which one would you definitely not want to be haunted by? I definitely wouldn't want to be haunted by. I definitely wouldn't want to be haunted by the Annabelle demon just okay. because it seems like the Annabelle demon can just be a catalyst for any other demons you come into contact with in life. And so it seems like if you're haunted by that demon, any other demon you come into contact with will immediately start fucking your shit up. So that seems like a pretty fat L. Um, yeah. And then, I don't know, like the least, the one I would care about the least. Um, I mean, if I just keep a, a little sack of gold coins, can I pay the ferryman to leave me alone? Uh. Like, you know, <laughs> if... Is if it's you know do I just have to pay him like a silver dollar every day? I mean it's gonna add up. It's fifty two you know it's a three hundred and fifty six bucks a year. But if that's all it takes, not too bad, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's not too bad at all. Yeah. Um, you know, actually, I came here prepared with an answer for which one I would not care about at all. Um, but I think I actually need to change it. <laughs> Because I said, uh, I said La Llorona at first. Yeah. Like, uh, worst case scenario, every once in a while, she screams at me and maybe burns my arm. No, not fun, but like, eh, You don't have kids. Really not that bad. So. Yeah, I don't have kids, right? So what, what the fuck's La Llorona going to do to me? <laughs> um, but actually, I'm changing that to the Crooked Man. Yeah. The Crooked Man didn't even do that. The Crooked Man literally did not even do that. He just he sang a nursery rhyme. Kind of, you know, sang a nursery rhyme, did some crooked, crooked shit. Yeah, he might keep you up at night. That was it. That was that was all he did. Yeah. Um, he, he might looks, just sing a lot, but he looks very CGI. I imagine he would look very CGI in person. The <laughs> worst one. I don't know. You you made a good point with the Annabelle. Yeah. Annabelle's off because it's like a conduit for other demons. Yeah. Um, 
like you step foot in a graveyard and it's like okay you're just fucked yeah you're you're fucked <laughs> um you know what uh, the demon in the first conjuring yeah once it possesses you you can't leave your house was it sazu yeah like zazu or something yeah once it possesses you like you can't you physically cannot leave your house um makes you like throw up at blood and stuff that i think that might have been the worst that might be the worst one um yeah okay the, do you want to do you want to keep going for a few more minutes because i've got one more question oh I let's wanna, do one more ask. question and then we'll wrap up all right um so the conjuring three is coming out pretty soon i think it's coming out this year okay it's called the, the conjuring um it's called the conjuring the devil made me do it yes it is coming out later this year yeah um so what are your hopes for it what what do you hope doesn't happen what are your fears for it okay so i hope that they i i kind of hope that they put a cap on it i hope that they wrap up the series um i don't think they will because they could make they could make spinoffs for eternity um and you know i think what they might do is they might um they might wrap up like the main story with Ed and Lorraine and then just continue the spinoff stuff. I think that's a possibility. Um, it, it will make it harder to introduce new characters for spinoffs, but you know, she, you know, Lorraine has that premonition of Ed dying. Um, and I think he might maybe die in the next one. Maybe that would be like a cool story cap to put on it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I know in I, the, in the I, none, they sort of imply that the vision she had that was so horrifying was actually of of the nun. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's kind of anticlimactic. Well, yeah, no, it's in the Conjuring two. She she had a vision of the nun like killing Ed, and then she prevents it at yeah. the end of the movie. So it's you know that's whatever. Yeah, but it's, yeah it doesn't happen in the Conjuring two. Um, but, but yeah, they I, keep they keep referencing that. I I want there to be a satisfying conclusion to that. Like, yeah. Like. Yeah, me too. Her vision was something truly. I mean, it would be cool up. if they like, just like if they had uh, if they that's the only like running thread they have that they right. could possibly do a cap on. Um, but I don't know. I mean, if they want to stay like true to like the real life people, Ed is Ed Ed's still alive, you know. So I don't know if they'll go that route with it. Overall, for the film, I I hope it's decent. I hope it's better than Conjuring Two, which I disliked. But if you know, if my hunch is correct, I think it's going to be really similar to the Conjuring Two. I probably it's probably going to be a lot of screaming, a lot of battles, a lot of I don't know. I I don't have high hopes for it. Um. But I, I hope that it is better than the second film. That's really all I can say. You know, I, I think what people will expect is, you know, more battles, more bigness, you know, ghosts everywhere, things flying about. I would really love to see them do the exact opposite. Yeah. It's very subtle. Yeah. Very small, you know, little things. But but there's the sense of dread. There's the sense of evil that's kind of overwhelming everything. Maybe Lorraine, yeah. you know, thinks, you know, there, there's something bad going on here. Um, even if it doesn't seem as bad as it is, you know, it, it's, it's worse than you think. Yeah. Um, you know, it's maybe based on the title, it's going to be the devil himself. That'd be um, kind of cool. Be, that would be the logical, perfect cap on things, right? It'd be kind of raw. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I um, agree with you. I hope they return to the roots of conjuring one small scale stuff honestly even if they can make something similar to the third annabelle film i think it'll be fine yeah. um 
because Ed and Lorraine are likable characters. They're good actors. And so I think if they focus the movie around them, it's not going to be terrible. But again, I really disliked The Conjuring 2. So it really depends on what story they inject those two people into. Um, But I don't know. Hopefully it's good. So let me bring up something that might worry you a little bit. Um, From what I saw on Wikipedia, actually, let me double check it. I have it right here. What I saw on Wikipedia, and I'm verifying it right now, the director of the third Conjuring, yep. Yep. It's not James Wan. Not James Wan. Whatever. I'm sure he's a producer or something. Michael Chavez, who is the same director as La Llorona. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. All right. Well, yeah, that's it's that's been nice. Worrying. It's been good. Worrying. <laughs> Holy shit. It's been good, boys. All right. Well, on it's that good, boys and girls. On that positive note of optimism, um, I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you for joining me. Uh, it was a longer episode. We'll see if it stays as a one parter. It probably will. But um, yeah, thanks for joining me. It was awesome. You should definitely come back on sometime. It's been fun. It's been fun, Giros. Yeah, we should pick another topic soon and maybe do this again. We really live in a movies with Giros. We, yeah, dude, we truly do live in a society. Um, yeah, thanks for joining me, man. Um, I hope you have a a good one. See you, Giros. Bye bye. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Movies with Giros. If you are watching on youtube drop a like if you are listening on apple Podcasts, click five stars Uh, stick around i don't know what next episode is going to be but i'm going to try to get it out consistently if you want to be a guest or if you have any suggestions for the next episode go ahead and leave a comment and if you want to view my movie activity i log everything on letterboxd so feel free to follow me there as well link in the description below uh yeah Thank you so much for watching. See you next time. Bye-bye.